Welcome to This Mother Means Business, a podcast for ambitious entrepreneurial mothers unapologetic in their desire to have it all. I'm your host, Laura Sinclair. I'm a serial entrepreneur, marketing expert, business mentor, and mom of two obsessed with real conversation and deep connection around the insane journey that is raising babies and building businesses. Each week, I'll bring you incredible guests and solo episodes while refusing to shy away from the harsh truths and challenges that come along with managing the titles of mom and CEO. But don't worry, we will celebrate the big moments too. I'm here to show you what's possible in your life and business and will bring you actual tools, tricks, and stories that will take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, in your business, and in your parenting journey. I want nothing more than to see you win and will always have your back in this process, even if it comes with just a little bit of tough love. Ready for today's episode? Grab your favorite drink and let's dive in. Okay, we've got a big one today. This is a topic that I frankly should have recorded in an earlier episode, but we're going to talk about it today. We're going to cover all the highlights. I promise it's going to be good. So you can probably hear it in my voice. I have a cold yet again. <laughs> and it has been a very long winter season of getting sick and I'm over it. But as we do here in the podcast, we just show up regardless of whether our voice sounds hoarse. So today I want to talk about being seen. What does that mean? Being seen. It's something that I've talked about a little bit in my marketing, but recently I was doing, I didn't ask me anything on my Instagram stories and I had a client specifically ask me as my question, why do I do what you do? Why do you do what you do, Laura? And, you know, there's a lot of reasons why I do what I do. And this is something that I've been really working on over the last six to eight months to really be able to tie a bow on it. And what keeps coming up for me is this idea of being seen, creating safety for people, but really getting seen and being seen, right? And I think as business owners and entrepreneurs, we know that we need to get our business seen. But as human beings, being seen truly for who you are can be something that's really scary. Part of the reason why starting this podcast was something that felt really scary for me at first. So I kind of want to, today I want to walk you through a couple of things. The first one being my journey with this idea of being seen and why it matters, but also things that I see show up for entrepreneurs that are holding them back from being seen, as well as ways that you can be seen. So we're going to be talking about some tactical stuff, some mindset stuff today, but I know this is going to be what you need to hear. And so I hope that you'll uh, you'll come along with me on this journey. So when I think back to when I was a kid, I was a really energetic, almost boisterous child. I had big energy. I had this I danced, I made noise, I was just, I wanted to be seen all the time. And, you know, back in 19, the 1980s, early 1990s, you know, children were meant to be seen and not heard. At least that was the space that I, that I grew up in. You know, I was, went, was in a church going family. I would get shushed all the time at church. I was the kid that got kicked out of math class because I was talking too much. I have memories of being in the first grade and standing in the hall because I was being too loud. I was a swimmer and I would get kicked out of swim practice for being too loud or talking in between sets. My coaches never particularly liked that. And the way that my mother used to describe it is, you know, some kids would, the coach in swimming would say jump and some kids would say how high. And I would say, why, why are we doing that? And so, you know, as a kid, this was who I was, but really 
throughout my childhood and, and into my teenage years, a lot of this was told to be toned down. So it was like, Laura, stop talking. Laura, you're taking up too much space. Laura, be quiet. And so there was this narrative that I that I started to learn and discover that was, oh, who I who I am actually isn't okay. And who I am needs to be watered down. And it's something that I've really been spending the last really four years undoing. You know, I spent a good 25 years of my life putting myself in a box that I thought that I was supposed to be in because that was what I was, what I was learned, but I wasn't being seen. Right. And so when I think about, you know, how I grew up and then in my corporate job, this, this carried on. And when I got my first job out of school, so I I did a communications degree and then I went to school for public relations. When I got my first internship, they had a, I think it was Myers-Briggs specialist, whatever the color one is, come in. And they send us a questionnaire over email. And I think it was like a 30 question questionnaire, which I just filled out without really thinking about it. It was like, cool. It took me probably less than five or 10 minutes. Didn't think about this at all. And then a couple months later, this representative comes, speaker comes and hands you, hands us a booklet that the booklet is essentially like, Hey, here's who you are. Here's what how you like to be spoken to. Here's how you show up at work. Here's how you are in real life. And it was really interesting because one of the things that it looked at was who are you outside of work and who are you inside of work? And, you know, it showed me as outside of work being really more true to who I am. So loud, taking up space, relatively opinionated, not afraid to say what it is that I think. And then in work, I was able to like shift myself into this box where I was a team player and I kind of just went with the flow and I did what my boss asked me to do and I didn't ask too many questions. And I I recall there being a a circle and it was sort of like almost like a bullseye. And the, the closer you were to the middle of the bullseye, the more sort of of all of the sections that you were. Let's just say hypothetically there was four. And I'm sure there's somebody that knows Myers Briggs well and it's like, this is not Myers Briggs or knows exactly what I'm talking about. But for the sake of this conversation, roll with me. So there was, you know, the circle and there there were the four quadrants of the circle and then the one in the middle. And, you know, outside of work, I was very much on the outside of the circle, sort of in the, I'm, I'm picturing the upper right-hand side of the quadrant, like a red would be the color. Okay. But then inside of work, I was really in the middle of the circle. And I remember saying to the person, you know, going up after and saying like, you know, almost like I was going to brag, like, Hey, look at me, you know, I am out here outside of work, but inside of work, I I come into the middle. Like, isn't that good? Look at me. Aren't I a great employee? And I remember them saying, well, well maybe, but not really, because you're not really being true to who it is that you are at work. And for me, I remember, you know, I was in my early twenties at the time and I remember it being really profound. And I certainly wasn't on the journey that I'm on now in terms of figuring out who I am. But it was really like, this was a person telling me like, you are really good at changing who you are for other people. You are really good at being in the box. And while on paper, that may have made me a really good employee for a period of time. If you ask me later on in my career, I stopped being a good employee. But, you know, I'm good at fitting into boxes. I'm, I can adapt to myself. But in doing so, I'm not being seen. I'm not being myself. And this was definitely a theme that carried on through my life and caused me a lot of discomfort. And, you know, when I think back to being a kid 
and you know my household for various reasons my household was a little bit chaotic and never in like a never in a way that was like unsafe chaotic or I wasn't worried about having a roof over my head but it could be emotionally chaotic it could be chaotic in you know my expression my self expression wasn't always welcome you know it was too loud it was too much energy there used to be a joke that I could not drink diet coke or coke because you gave kids Coke in the nineties because it made me too much energy. It gave me too much energy and I would never stop talking. And so, you know, I really learned, it was learned behavior for me to fit myself into a box. And what I realize now is that so many of us have learned to fit ourselves into boxes where it is safe or where it is what other people feel like we need to be. And whether that's in your career or in motherhood or in your business, it's something that I see time and time again. And I want to kind of talk through why. And, you know, not being a anthropologist or behavioral scientist in any stretch, I think, you know, what I see with business owners and what I've experienced for myself is that the box that we put ourselves in really does hold us back from being truly seen. And in being truly seen is actually where there's the most freedom, is actually where there's the most joy, and it is actually where there's the most profitability in your business. When I started, I can think back to when I started my my coaching business. And I, you know, I was doing social media coaching and and really diving into that. I really felt like I had to show up the way that you know, a professional would show up. And so I think I wore a blazer and a button down shirt and didn't speak the way that I normally would speak if we were just hanging out as friends. And it really wasn't until I allowed myself to fully be seen and to really step outside of, you know, what I thought that I was supposed to be based on my childhood and my career and all of that conditioning that my whole business started to change. When people started reaching out to me and being like, man, you're you're just so authentic. I'm so grateful for you, right? And I joke sometimes that like, I'm just too tired to be anybody but who I am. But the truth is, I've done the work to allow myself to get to be, feel good about who it is that I am. And so, you know, the thing that I think is most important to share here is that for so many of us, there's a deep fear around showing up authentically as who we are, right? We know as business owners, in order to have successful businesses, we have to have our businesses seen. We have to get our businesses in front of new audiences. We have to be able to stand up and say, this is what it is that I do. This is how the, how I do it and buy it, <laughs> right? But that can be a really scary thing to do if you're not comfortable with being seen. If you've been taught that who you are and being seen as your authentic self is maybe something that people might make fun of, or maybe it's something that there's just not space for, or maybe it's something that not everybody is gonna agree with. And what I see over and over again in business with the women that come into my world is this fear of judgment. And it's something that I can relate to because I felt it in so many areas of my life. And the reality is, and I I talk to people about this all the time, is that not everybody is going to like you and and that's okay. You're not going to be for everybody and that's okay. But that can be a really hard thing to wrap your head around. And that can be a really hard thing for you to be okay with because so many of us are you know, people pleasers or recovering people pleasers, or we're used to putting ourselves in the box as instead of allowing ourselves to be fully seen. And I think for me, when I think about, you know, to back to that question at the beginning of the podcast, why do I do what I do? Yes, I want you to 
have the business of your dreams. Yes, I want you to make more money than you ever knew possible. Yes, I want you to you know, be able to navigate the challenges of motherhood and entrepreneurship. But I also want you to be seen through your business. But I also want to help you be seen the way that you truly are. And so my role as a coach is to see you, is to see you and your authentic self and see you and how we can bring that into your business. But for me, you know, it really comes down to who I was at seven. My seven-year-old self who didn't feel safe to be seen because I was constantly told that it was too much. Don't be like that, Laura. Talk less, Laura. Not here, Laura. Not now, Laura. Right? And I think for so many of us, and regardless of how we grew up or, you know, what we were told or how much space we want to take up or even none, right? Even if it felt terrifying to take up any amount of space, I think as entrepreneurs, it's our jobs to take up space. It's our jobs to be seen, but it can be so freaking scary to do. And so here are the things that really, for me, allowed me to be seen and allowed me to be comfortable with being seen. And yes, you know, when I started to step into who I was authentically, my business took off, right? The more that I was myself, the bigger my bank account became. And so, you know, as somebody who is a, I want to use the right word here, (laughs) somebody that is a results-driven human. I love the gold star. I always have. It's something I'm looking to undo, you know, seeing that, oh, if I'm myself, people hire me. That's cool. That's an easy correlation, but you know, that's, that's a very easy A plus B equals C and there are, it's very nuanced. And so for me, as a person who admittedly was, I was never the popular kid, right? I had a couple of friends in grade school. I switched schools between grade eight and grade nine because I just honestly wasn't, I was having a hard time with the school that I was in in grade eight, was being bullied a little bit. And so I switched schools for grade nine, which I know most of us, most of you do going through high school, but the school that I went to was a JK to grade 12 school. So I ended up switching schools in the ninth grade. I didn't have a ton of friends. (laughs) I was really good at sports. And so I was able to make friends through sports, but I, you know, I had a, a small community of people, but otherwise never really fit in. I was again, like too loud, too weird, too old of a soul to just, you know, I never, I didn't know makeup. I didn't no fashion. I wasn't, I just was not, I never fit in with the popular kids, even though I tried. And so having that like sense of rejection, I think as a young person, I think, you know, we talk about the rejection as a kid and needing to take up less space. And then certainly rejection or what felt like rejection through school and into high school. It wasn't really until, you know, university where I started to find my people. And I think uh, that is the case for, (laughs) for a lot of us that kind of forge our own path. And, but even then, like that conditioning runs really deep. And so when I started my business, you know, after this was after, you know, 10 years of being in corporate environments, five years of entrepreneurship of running a brick and mortar. And that was really the first time I would say, like, just to shift gears for a second, being in the gym and owning the gym was the first time that I was able to identify as an adult that me being my authentic self actually resonated with people. Because I would stand up in front of, you know, seven to 12 people multiple times a day and essentially just perform. And it was, you know, I I said for a while that, you know, being a CrossFit coach 
was this kind of like turned up version of myself. And it wasn't until later, you know, and it felt very much like a performance. And it wasn't until later that I actually realized that that was actually a closer version to who I authentically am than I had been in a long time that I'd allowed myself to be in a really long time. And so being in this leadership role where it felt like people were really gravitating towards me for the first time, I'd never had that. And so it was really uncomfortable for a while. Like, oh, you you want to hang out with me? Oh, you think I'm funny? Oh, I take up the right amount of space. And so really owning the gym was this first kind of almost like an experiment in being seen for myself, but in this really like microcosm sort of environment. I mean, there were 200 members at the gym at most. So this is in a very small community environment. Certainly having building a business on social media, having a podcast, that's a whole new level of being seen. But owning my business, my brick and mortar business, And recognizing that, oh, actually, me as myself, big, loud, funny, maybe, (laughs) safe, authentic, is actually something that people resonate with. Like, that's okay. It's not only okay, it's welcomed. And that was, you know, such a gift that owning the gym gave me. And then when I think back to, you know, 2021, when I started my online business, there was still a lot of fear there. And there's still a lot of fear for a lot of you. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you may be sitting in the fear right now. And there was so much fear for me when I ran, when I started my online business. But again, I got to a point where I was just like, screw it, I'm going to do it anyway. And I know that that takes time. And I realized I kind of backdoored into talking about the gym for a second there. But the point that I was trying to make (laughs) was really just along the lines of like, yes, when I showed up as myself, I made more money. But the the other thing that I try to tell myself in those settings is like, people are always going to judge you. And this was something I learned at the gym. You know, people would talk about me as a gym owner behind my back all of the time. Good, bad, I don't know. I just would be told, oh, so-and-so said this about you, or I heard this about you. And I'm like, I don't even, I, okay. You know, people are talking about me in rooms I'm not in. That's weird. But you kind of just learn to roll with it. And the reality is like, people are going to judge you no matter what. They just are. And they're probably not thinking about you as much as you think that they're thinking about you, but they're going to form an opinion about you regardless. And the truth of the matter is there is nothing you can do to control somebody's opinion of you. I would so much rather be not liked for who I am than to be liked for somebody that I'm not. And so you know, there are moments where it's like a piece of content or a podcast that I'm going to drop or I'm like, this is not going to be for everybody. But then I remind myself like, that's okay, because people are going to judge me no matter what. So might as well have your opinion formed based on who I really am, rather than your opinion formed based on who I'm not. And I think for me, that was a really freeing concept to remember that, you know, I can just be who I am. And it's not going to be for everybody. But for the people that it's for, the people that I am for, like, it's going to be a magnet and it's going to be so powerful and it's going to be so beautiful because those are the relationships that we need to chase. And so when I think about, you know, the things that held me back from being seen, a lot of the time it's those external voices, whether it's adults, you know, as a child, whether it's, you know, kids in school that aren't, you know, aren't seeing you and or don't want to hang out with you or don't want to invite you to their party or whatever, or it's people, strangers on the internet right? It's all of this external stuff that we allow to layer on or to hold us back or to not welcome in our truth. 
And so what I want to invite you to do is to really ask yourself, are you showing up as who you are? Are you allowing yourself to be seen authentically? And I know we've done another episode about authenticity, but are you allowing yourself to be seen? And if not, why not? Is it because of external voices? And are those external voices the ones that are paying your bills? Are they the ones that are helping you achieve your goals? Probably not. And so I think for me, the reason that I do what I do is because I want you to know that you deserve to be seen. That your story, who you are, has a place. Because I didn't feel like I had one for a really long time. Even doing this podcast, like I can't even tell you. (laughs) Doing this podcast for me is crazy. A year before I released this podcast, I was like, I will never have a podcast. Nobody cares what I have to say. I would never want to be seen in that way. And here we are. And it doesn't have to be giant steps like starting a podcast. It can be small. It can be being a guest on a podcast. It could be, hey, you want to come on my podcast? Send me a DM. Let's talk about whether that's going to be a fit. Okay? It doesn't have to be a massive step. It can be sharing your opinion in a piece of content. If there's something that you like really feel passionately about, but you haven't been posting it because you don't want to offend somebody, but it's something that you truly believe in, please post it. Do me a favor and then tag me in it or send it to me because I want to see it. Okay? You need to... Allow yourself to be seen. And it doesn't, again, I know that it can feel really scary, but it's scary for everyone. It's scary for me. It was scary for anybody that came before you. And so that's my why. It really comes down to this idea of being seen and allowing you to be seen and safe, safe in your process of being seen. And, you know, I talked about a couple of different tactics for you to get your business seen. Certainly getting on podcasts is a great one. Creating content that you know, shares your opinion is another one, but things like getting into rooms, joining masterminds, being a part of the conversation, inserting yourself. For a long time, I was like, I don't want to bother anybody. So I'm just not, it would be bothering them if I asked them if I could come on their podcast or if they wanted to collaborate or, you know, if I want that favor, if I want to have that introduction to drop all of that. Okay. Step into who you are, step into being seen Ask yourself, where am I not allowing myself to step through? I cannot wait to see how you show up. I hope that you love this conversation and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And if you love this episode and know of other ambitious entrepreneurial mothers who would love to be part of this community, it would mean the world to me if you shared our podcast with them. Take a screenshot of this episode, text it to them or share it to your Instagram stories and tag me so I can thank you for tuning in. Until next time, I love you, I appreciate you, and I am cheering for you so big.